Thursday edition getting underway, and as always, I'm very happy to be outside the Buffalo Wild Wings studios today because we're here at Cavens Group to see Gary and company, and uh, they do the best job of anybody, emergency cleanup, emergency services, testing, and investigation services. Cavens is the very best in the business, and you know they're going to get the job done right with the best crews and the most highly trained crews when it comes to mold removal, emergency water extraction, structural drying, emergency sewage cleanup, emergency board ups, tornado storm damage, emergency response, smoke and fire damage cleanups. They are the very best, and uh, they will do all kinds of testing for you for mold, structural fire, wildfire investigation and testing, water intrusion investigation. They do it all here at Cavens Group. Great reputation. They give back a ton of money to the community, and they invest back in the uh, community as well. And a great reputation here at Cavens Group in the metro area. It is 405-573-3048 in Tulsa, 918 918- Eight two seven six one two, and they have their new toll-free number available to you now. Eight hundred five nine four forty four thirty seven. Here at Cavens Group, they are awesome. Their website available to you as well. Cavensgroup.com. C A V I N S. Cavensgroup.com. Parker Thune, how you doing today? What's up? Well, Steely, getting ready for a trip to Green Country tomorrow. Last day in the 405 before spend the whole weekend in the 918, which I'm very much looking forward to. This will be a refreshing change of pace, I think. We talked about it yesterday. I mean, it'll be a... It'll be almost like a muted home game for Oklahoma because one thing we often talk about with road trips for the Sooners is, well, how much is home field advantage going to come into play for whoever happens to be hosting the Sooners? There's probably not going to be any distinguishable home field advantage up at Skelly Field on Saturday because 75 to 80% of that stadium at the very least is going to be drenched in crimson and cream. Yeah, and uh, it's going to be a fun atmosphere, and I, I like it when OU goes to play at Tulsa, you know, uh, occasionally. It's a good thing for the city. Tulsa's a great place. It's a beautiful place. It should be a fun day. Uh, we've got everything lined up for you, of course, tomorrow with our Tulsa Day festivities. Man, you talk about being out and about tomorrow. I mean, we are going to be everywhere tomorrow. Toby's going to be at Tally's Good Food Cafe on South Yale from 6 to 9 a.m. Chris Blank. We'll be live at Neighborhood Jam on East 61st Street. That'll be from 9 to noon tomorrow right here on the ref. Parker, you're going to be at Andy B's on South Lewis Avenue from noon to 3. And uh, Tyler McComas will be at Garage, the Garage Burgers and Beer, 7104 South Sheridan tomorrow. The Wendy Chevy pregame show will be live from Chicken and the Wolf just right across the street from Chapman Stadium from 1130 to 130 on Saturday. And immediately following the game, we'll be back up on the air to wrap up the Sooners and the Golden Hurricane matchup from Chicken and the Wolf. So we'll be all over Tulsa and, uh, you know, just about everybody except the old man's going to be there. I will be back in studio, though, and uh, looking forward to it. The Sooners, a 27-and-a-half point favorite against the Golden Hurricane, 230 kick on ESPN2. All right. Hey, uh, Steely, before we, get, before we jump in here, I think we need to lead with a text from Ronnie Crimson. Okay. Because he texted right as the show was getting started. And per Ronnie Crimson, late last night, Mule Shoe DM'd me on Twitter and asked me if I would start recruiting players for USC. 
After I declined, <laughs> I noticed a black Escalade circling my neighborhood. Weird oh, stuff. The old black Escalade. You got to look out for the black Escalade. Speaking of that, uh, I want to play a couple sound bites. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. We we didn't do a real deep di- dive into it, but I had a chance to watch all the interview and see. All right, how much of this is uh, you know fact or fiction? And let's play this first clip again, and then we'll move on to Oklahoma Tulsa. I promise you, but. This is uh, the uh, the clip. We actually played this yesterday, but we know more about the situation today than we did yesterday when we first played it. This is uh, Mule Sue talking about his family being threatened. Yeah, I had multiple. Um, they had a lot of different people trying to break into the house the days after it happened. And 95% of the fans and people out there at Oklahoma or anybody else are great. But yeah. you, you typically always have that. That percentage that that at times take it too far. Obviously, this was one of those instances. I heard you got packages, and then they got your nine-year-old's number. Um, like, what was the scariest part for you? Yeah, it was my family's safety. I didn't care about the house. I didn't care about anything else. Just their safety, and we thought we were gonna because we wanted the girls to be able to finish out school. Um, just because the semester was almost over. And as that stuff transpired, we said, no, we got to get them the hell out of here as fast as we can. All right, there you go. So, you know, he does such a job of playing the victim in this whole deal. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's come on, dude. Here's the deal. How many police reports were filed? To our knowledge, zero. Now, what was the? There was some kind of like they got a call for maybe a patrol or something like that. But if anything had really happened in that regard, there would have been a police report, right? Anything really serious? No police reports, zero, none, nada. So again, he makes it sound like you know, in this whole thing about uh, Duke the Wonder Dog is pawing at me to pet him. So here you go, Duke. Hey, good boy. You're a good boy. All right, so uh, he made it sound like, you know, this Cadillac Escalade is driving around all the time in a gated community, and, like, there's there are Uzis pointed out of the Escalade or something, <laughs> and, you know, and all these people, it, it, you, you get the mental picture. There, there are, like, five people trying to break, in, break out a window and get in there or whatever. I mean, it's just so overplayed. It is so overplayed. Now, let's hear another clip. This is one uh, that we didn't touch on yesterday, but Mule Shoe was asked this question and basically says uh, that he was disappointed that he lost some relationships. And, again, he's kind of got the violin out on this deal. Let's just play that clip. You also, though, had people who, would, who you respected who would say one thing to you privately who would then go out publicly and say something completely different. I guess on the emotional side of it, past you know my family, the toughest thing for me was the relationships that you had built that you thought maybe at some point went past you just being the football coach there and you realized did not go past that. So, but that's part of what we do. Nobody shedding a tear for us. We get to experience some things a lot of people don't, and that's some of the that's a little bit of the price we pay. Oh, please. <laughs> He's... This man is uh, really out here yeah. pining about the fact that he lost some relationships when he left Oklahoma as if DeMarco Murray didn't have to drag him in front of the team to let them know that he was leaving. If it were up to Muleshoe, he would have gotten on that plane to Los Angeles without formally informing any of his players. So when you go about it the way that you did, 
yes, you're going to lose some relationships, and it's not because people only care about you as a football coach. It's because you acted like a moron on the way out the door. Well, and again, playing the victim. You know, woe is me, woe is my family. Now, look on uh, his daughter's phone if that happened, and, you know, maybe that did happen. I'm not going to doubt him on that. Uh, probably should, but that that's not good. And I'm not sitting here telling you that the Oklahoma fan base, ah, they didn't do anything. There were some crazies out there. We were all over him. I mean, I've never seen this kind of vitriol uh, directed at anybody at the University of Oklahoma. Not when Charles Thompson was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Not when Marcus Dupree left the University of Oklahoma his sophomore year. Not anybody. I haven't seen the level of vitriol directed at a former Sooner uh, you know, to the level that it has been at Lincoln Riley. Uh, if he lost a relationship, the reason you lost that relationship is because you're a son of a bitch, basically. <laughs> I mean, it's not the other person's fault. You People felt like they were lied to, misled. It was the whole thing was very clandestine. When the rumors started uh, circulating, you know, LSU was the rumor, and it was, you know, it was the night before. It, it was Bedlam, of course. Are you going to LSU? I'm not. Let me interrupt you, Kerry. I'm not going to LSU. You know, that deal. Uh, it feel, felt like the whole thing was a shell game. I understand you come out. You can't come out if you're thinking about USC or LSU or anybody else and tell your team, hey, guys, I know we got some games left, but, hey, can you, uh, you know, we're, we're, let's uh, also consider the fact that I might be leaving. Clearly. It's not an easy situation, but if there was any way to bungle that situation, he did it. And that, if he did lose a relationship, and I'm not even sure, you know, first of all, that relationship, whether it's Bob Stoops or anybody else, may not be the same after that. And I'm not saying it is Bob Stoops, but Bob Stoops handed you the keys to this Mercedes program and trusted you with it, and then you exit like that. Like I said, I don't know if it is Bob. Maybe it's not Bob. Maybe, you know, I'm sure Bob was disappointed. I think clearly we all heard that. But maybe he's moved on from that. But those relationships probably aren't going to be the same, right? Oh, the text line is fantastic right now, Steely. I wish you could see this. Big Rick and Owasso asked a very good question that no one has raised yet, which is, do nine-year-olds normally have their own cell phones? That is a little bit crazy, yeah. Uh, that that's uh, that's a little young for my taste. But like I said, look, the OU fans were very angry. Some of the, the some of the comments were over the top. I, look, I've probably been over the top. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, uh, you know. Uh, in fact, uh, let's play this response to what uh, Lincoln Riley just said. Those two sound bites. This is probably over the top. But you here's go the response: to hell. You go to hell and you die. Yeah, probably a little bit over the top. But uh, you know, just. It felt like those questions, hey, don't be afraid to ask me about, you know, what happened with my family, you know, or whatever. It felt like those uh, those questions were kind of queued up for him, didn't it? Uh, yeah, well, and that's the thing about the interview, too. It's like, okay, is this guy a reporter or is he a USCPR rep trying to lob softball questions at Muleshoe so that he can push a narrative? A listener in the 918 says, Tebow is acting like we sent the cartel after him. Yeah, Give me exactly. An break. Yeah, I know you get the picture. Oh, man, there's this Escalade with all these terrorists in there driving by his house with the windows rolled down and submachine guns pointed at his home or something. I mean, it just, I don't know. The guy is just super slimy, I think. And 
again, I've said he's a great offensive mind. He's a very bright guy. He's a very different dude. You know, talking about, oh, how he couldn't go out in Norman, Oklahoma. It was so bad. People would want to shake his hand. Now he can go to the grocery store. I mean, come on. He's just a weird dude also, as well as a liar. So, I don't know. Again, this uh, ploy for sympathy and it making it sound like we talked to so many of those kids, man, you need to stay, <laughs> but what are you going to do? Yeah, that was the We p- recruited them. There were a lot of uh, individual loads of crap contained throughout that interview. That might have been the biggest load of crap. But uh, several several folks on the text line have presented the theory that Muleshoe is upset that Deion Sanders has stolen his limelight in the Pac-12. <laughs> so this is now his way of getting his name in the headlines once again. I will never root as hard for Deion Sanders as I will in a couple weeks. That that would be great to see Deion take down Muleshoe. Please, football gods, let it happen. All right, hour number one presented by Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. They will do a great job for you, Tim Lasher. Great Sooner, great company. We are going to go to the text line when we get back. We have Gary Cavins coming up a little bit later. We have Cade McFarland to preview OU Tulsa coming up at 135. And we are just getting warmed up. Let's hit the text line when we get back right here on the home of Sooner fans. There you go. CeeLo uh, singing about uh, Muleshoe there. Good to have you with us here on this uh, Thursday edition of Steel Man and Thune. I'm out here at Cavens Group where Gary and company do the very best job. 13 years in the business, giving back to the community. Crystal clear, sterling reputation is the best in the business. When you talk about emergency services, 24-7, 365 days a year. And uh, their testing and investigation services are the very best as well. In the Oklahoma City metro area, 405-573-3048. In uh, Tulsa, 918-282-7612. And their toll-free number now, which is uh, 800-594-594. 4437 those mule shoe light i mean those mule shoe clips the uh, ortho central clips of the day ortho central with clinics in norman midwest city and now a tri-city location servicing uh, newcastle tuttle and blanchard these full service clinics do an outstanding job treating orthopedic and sports medicine injuries thanks to ortho central all right let's get to the knippelmeyer chevrolet text line 405-651-3439. I'm sure it is uh, already been set ablaze. Let's do it. Oh, the, the text line is off the chain right now, and it is fantastic. Let's, uh, let's get to some of these. Yukon Bob says, wasn't it a black Escalade mule shoe slipped off in after the Oklahoma State game? What a coincidence. <laughs> mule shoe is a lying liar. Stole that line from Steely. It's just, you know... It doesn't surprise me, but again, playing the victim, and uh, you talk about terrible execution of an exit, and there's no great way to do that. I get it, but it couldn't have been handled any worse. And, uh, you know, just uh, just the, the whole thing. I just shake my head, SMH. A listener in the 214 says, Riley has classic Munchausen syndrome. Mongo says, maybe Lincoln took an Ambien and confused the movers with burglars. <laughs> Mongo just pawned in Game of Life, by the way. Uh, fr- from the 405, Muleshoe was paranoid that students in the dorms were spying on practice. Of course, an Escalade in the neighborhood would spook him. Yeah, very good point. We kind of forgot about that, but it was, uh, 
you know, the guy just didn't like having much attention. Guess what, man? That comes with the territory. And when you think about how many times do you see Bob Stoops out, having a good time at his buddies, having, you know, whether it's Louis or somewhere else or Belmar, uh, Barry Switzer's a man about town, Midway, Othello's, the, the king is out all the time. Yulsu just wants to, I guess, stay at home all the time. But now, you know, out in L.A., he can go to Whole Foods or wherever it is. I mean, it's, it's I don't know, it's crazy. Jay and Ellick says, as much as I despise West Texas, even that dump doesn't deserve mule shoe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, from the 402, coincidence that interview was done in the heat of the Taylor Tatum recruitment, but it mysteriously gets released three months later. Yeah, it was. Uh, when did Taylor Tatum commit? Trying to think, how long has that been now? Has it been a couple months? It was, I, I, it was July. It was like mid-June, though, when we all realized, oh, wait, it's not USC anymore. It's Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It just seemed like a lot of those questions were queued up for him, in my opinion. Oh, they and, were. Now, I, I don't know for certain, but every instinct in my gut says, hey, man, you know, these are a couple things, you know, that might be of interest we could talk about. From the 918, sure wish that some former slash current OU players and staff would call him out on the lies. I mean, I, where, where are Isaiah Thomas and Perrion Winfrey? Those two have gone after Muleshoe in public oh, yeah. in the past. Big time. And I, I don't know if it serves anybody to do that. I mean, down the road, we'll get a book or something written about the whole experience, and we'll know more about it. But... um you know, I just think that a lot of people at OU are trying to stay above the fray in this deal. And it reminds me so much of Kevin Durant, right? Kevin Durant, he knew he was going to get some criticism. I don't think he knew the amount of criticism that he was going to get. You know, because five minutes after he made his decision on that July 4th, Stephen A. Smith was on ESPN calling it the, uh, the weakest decision ever made by a superstar player in any sport. And, uh, you know, I, I think that when Lincoln Riley said in the interview, he said, I told everybody this is going to be tough, tougher than you think. But I still don't think he expected to be just, boom, like an automatic outcast with uh, the Sooner fans forever. He's not coming back. There's, you know, I don't know, was the door even open at all for, let's say, Lincoln Riley to come back and, 15, 20 years on Kyler Murray Appreciation Day or whatever. I don't know. Maybe it was slightly ajar, but I doubt it. But that door, I think, has been completely shut now. LaDonna from Lubbock says, We should have left him in hell, a.k.a. Lubbock. (laughs) From the 918, listener up in Green Country says, How are you going to lie about a break-in and not think, Oh, hey, there's not going to be a police report to back this up. Tebow going to Tebow. I mean, again, it just sounds like this, uh, this, you know, eerie Escalade is just doing loops around the neighborhood, and they've got, you know, machine guns pointed at his home, and you got people scaling the walls to break in. I mean, it, it sounded like it was a, a hostile takeover or something, you know, but there's not a single police report. They did send for a little extra security, 
I know that, but there is there isn't a police report to be found on that. From a four oh five listener. Come on guys, Tebow just wants to be left alone so he can go to Trader Joe's in peace. That's right, it was Trader Joe's. It was Trader Joe's, that's right. <laughs> Loco Ohio says, Man, what is he gonna say about Utah in the next interview? <laughs> By the way, I found out yesterday because you know, the whole mule shoe discourse is all over social media. I found out yesterday and I knew that Mule Shoe himself had not blocked me on Twitter. I am blocked, however, by Clark Stroud. Really? Which I did not realize. Wow. Clark Stroud rejected you on, on Twitter. How have about you, that? Have you been blocked by Clark Stroud? You need to look into this. I don't know. Let me because check. Because I'm not sure that anybody has thrown Clark Stroud under the bus in this whole deal quite like you have. If you haven't been blocked by Clark Stroud, I consider it a modern marvel. I am trying to see if I can find out. He is at the Clark Stroud on Twitter. The Clark Stroud. I am not blocked by uh, Clark Stroud. Wow. But I don't follow Clark Stroud either. So, not blocked. Sam and Edmund said, the black Escalade should have stopped and kicked his derriere for giving his nine-year-old a cell phone. Uh, yeah, that is, that's kind of young for a cell phone, isn't it? I mean, I don't know. So it's just, uh, I, I don't know what to say anymore. Another, I just don't know what to say. Another text from the 918. It's amazing Caleb Williams ended up at USC with Muleshoe trying so hard to keep him at OU. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, that's the first thing you talked about yesterday when this came out, like, I know for a fact that that's not accurate, that there was some recruiting of guys going on. And the text line immediately, didn't uh, Ethan Downs uh, folks say basically they were trying to get him to go to USC, right? Yes. Yes, that uh, podcast snippet has been all over Twitter. And that's not the only inst- – like, for him to say – okay, it would be one thing if he came out and said, yeah, we didn't tell any of the Oklahoma players – to come with us to USC. That's enough of a lie in and of itself. But to say, we helped a lot of players stay at OU, that is an astronomically massive pile of crap. <laughs> oh, man. I I don't know. if You know, if I'm him, I just don't talk about it anymore. I really don't. It's kind of like with Kevin Durant. There's a point where you just say, all right, it's over and done with. I know there's some people out there that want us to stop talking about it, too. I get it. We're talking about it because we couldn't believe, again, that this stuff came out yesterday and what was within the interview. Now, again, if there was some stuff going on, you know, with the kids' phone and stuff, there's, like I said, the OU fans are not totally innocent in this. There have been some uh, things said that probably shouldn't have been said. They've been pretty uh, vicious, but they were very angry. And a lot of them still are. But just to flat-out lie about some of this stuff, I think, is, is well, kind of typical for this guy. All right, let's break right here. Uh, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line here at Cavens Group on uh, this Thursday edition of Steelman and Thune, getting ready for Oklahoma Tulsa on Saturday. Let's take a break right here and come back on the home of Sooner fans. 
Here at Cavens Group on a Thursday, good to have you with us. Mike Steely out here with Gary, Amanda, Duke, and everybody. They're great, great staff out here. Parker back in the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios. We've got Gary with us right now. Uh, temperatures are dropping, which I like a lot. I'm a big fan of fall. Once you get older, the extreme seasons are, are even more extreme. But what are you looking for this time of the year? Does anything change this time of the year as the temperature starts dropping a little bit? Uh, no, I mean, we're, we're getting ready to head into winter, so we're getting ready to get into a lot of uh, water losses, pipe breaks, stuff like that as we get to um, head towards uh, winter and get into freezing temperatures. But right now we're still dealing with a lot of uh, mold issues left over from uh, the spring and the early summer rains, and now the rains have come back in this week and next week. And um, uh, so we're uh, dealing with a lot of mold and stuff like that. So something important to learn is uh, to know is that, you know, if your roof is leaking or your envelope on your building is leaking, you're getting groundwater or directional rainwater or roof water into your property, um, you want to get that resolved in a timely fashion as quick as possible because that's going to turn into a mold issue very quickly. Um, and then it becomes not just to, to repair where the water's coming in, but also to deal with the mold too. And that's what we're seeing this time of year. We're also starting to see uh, fires. Uh, we're seeing more fires. We have a couple of fire jobs going on right now. Um, so as you get into winter and and um, light fall and all that, you know, you just want to make sure that your, um, um, you know, your chimney's clean and you're you're doing all the precautions to make sure. And if you do have a fire, uh, make sure your smoke detectors work. You know, all that kind of stuff is important this time of year as it is all year long. But um, if you do have a fire, give us a call. We're here to respond. Um if you if you have one, you know, as soon as the fire truck leaves, give us a call. And, you know, it's important to notate, you know, use somebody local like us that's a part of the community that gives back to the community. We give so much back to the community. And you want to use somebody that's local because, you know, you've got the ambulance chasers out there with the national brands, um, you know. Uh, such as Surf Pro, Blackman Mooring, et cetera. There's so many of them out there. The national plans that the, the money's going to, up to the corporate, you know, you want to spend your money local and make sure it goes back to the community, and that's what we're here doing. Um, you know, we've get, we, um, we, uh, we're we at the uh, uh, Norman High, Norman North football game. We sponsored that yep. a few weeks ago. Yeah, big-time sponsorship there for you guys of the Crosstown Clash. Yep, and then we had the um, – uh, you know, the first responder softball tournament that we sponsored um, Sunday out at Reeves Park here in Norman uh, for, you know, Norman police and Cleveland County Sheriff and uh, Oklahoma City police and fire and more police and fire. And there was a whole bunch of teams out there. It was a pretty cool deal. And they had a touch of truck. And we had a truck out there and they had the helicopter out there and everything else is really nice. Awesome. All right. So you just talked about, uh, you know, the testing and investigation services you do. A lot of times, again, uh, people wait till something happens and like, oh, my gosh, this is, you know, what is this? Or they, you know, an emergency. And you never know when an emergency can happen to you. I get that. But the one thing you can do is prevention. And that is also what the investigation and testing services are all about, right, is a lot of this stuff you guys can say, all right, you're out there and you say this is a potential issue right here. Here's how you handle this before it gets really bad. And that's one of the main things you do also. 100%. We can do investigation to look at whether you have a mold issue, whether you don't. Look at anything for, you know, where that's important to make sure that your family uh, health and safety is good and your employees' health and safety is good in the work environment or in the home. Um, fire testing, if there's water, water 
wildfire or a structural fire next door or close by, we can test and see whether your house has been affected by that fire and if it needs to be cleaned uh, for the health and safety of your family. Um, we can also have the tools to do, we can tell whether a building's had meth made in it or not. Uh, we can go in and do that and when we can help the cleaning process on that afterwards too to make sure people don't get sick. Again, health and safety. Uh, pretty much everything we do on the testing side is for the health and safety of your family. We can do water testing. Um, we do water intrusion investigation. Um, there's just a lot of things we do on that. And, you know, it's really good to get on our website at cavensgroup.com and look at what we, what we, what services we have available in the testing. And then, as always, emergency for water, fire, mold, uh, crime scene, uh, uh, emergency storm damage, structural damage, uh, if a car hits a building, partial collapse or something like that, we can come in and help with that stuff too. All right, before we let you go, uh, the official uh, statement from Gary Cavins on the Sooners through two games. What are you thinking? I'm excited. Let's keep moving, and let's uh, keep seeing what the season's going to bring. There you go. Gary, thank you. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. Gary Cavins, the man out here at Cavins Group. Uh, they are the very best in the business. All right, let's get some texts in before we uh, – we got about four minutes left in this segment. And uh, tip of the cap again to Gary Cavins for coming on, giving us some great insight into what Cavins does. And if you ever need emergency services or you need uh, testing and investigation services, Cavins is the place to call. They're the best. All right, Parker, what do we have? Well, let me tell you, Steely, Cherokee Sooner is the Dylan Rayola of texters right now and has been for a while. Number one in the rankings, five-star plus, uh, we have another five-star plus text from Cherokee Sooner who says, does Cavins cover damage to the medulla oblongata because Mule Shoe clearly needs help? <laughs> Something wrong with his medulla oblongata. Uh, let's see what else we have on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Oh, here we go. We We were inevitably going to get one of these. Good grief, he's been gone almost two years and you're still reacting to him. Isn't there a ball game this week? There is a ball game this week, and uh, Mules, who started it, he started it by doing an interview and lying. Oh, man. I just, like, here, and here's what I said yesterday on the uh, OU Insider live stream last night via YouTube. I'll, I'll say it again because I think it's worth repeating. I have never seen a coach defend and or explain away his decision to change jobs this relentlessly, Steely, which tells me that one of three things is the case with Muleshoe. Either he's wildly insecure, he knows he did people dirty on his way out at Oklahoma, or both. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think uh, I can agree with both of those statements. I think there is uh, something to that for sure. So, uh, again... Um, let's just hope, let's just hope that somehow they don't win this thing. But, you know, and I know people are going to say, no way with that defense. They're a little bit better than they were a year ago. The first game was not very good, but I think they're going to be a little bit better on defense than they were a year ago. Will they still get pushed around possibly by Utah again and Oregon and maybe Colorado? And uh, we'll see what happens. I don't think they can run the table, but here's the deal. Anytime you have Caleb Williams as your quarterback, you've got a shot because he's that good. And I can only 
Can you imagine what the press conference would be if they win it with Mule Sue? Oh, I don't think I could take it. I don't think I could take you it. You of all people could not, Steely. And you know Mule Shoe would be crying crocodile tears of happiness. KW the 918, great text here. I bet Mule Shoe did tell the team to stay at OU, no doubt, then told all the players who were actually good to go with him individually. <laughs> Same thing as a few good men. Lieutenant Kendrick told Platoon no code red, then went specifically to Dawson and Downey's room and ordered the code red. The dude is a lying liar. There you go. I like that. We're getting some good texts uh, today. We always do, but uh, I, Cherokee Sooner, that was on fire again today. Good stuff. I agree. All right, let's get one more in. Uh <laughs> J.P. Sooner says, huge Sooner fan here. Who's this Riley chick y'all keep talking about? <laughs> Marshall and Woodall adds, you would think his $2 million house in Norman would have a security system. But yeah, like, it, again, if you're going to make the accusation that people were trying to break into your house, and you know, or maybe he didn't know, I don't know, but like, if, if there is even the possibility that there is not going to be any police report to back up your claim, then you're really going to try to convince people in the absence of a police report and any video footage whatsoever that your house getting burglarized was a legitimate thing and a legitimate threat in the aftermath of your departure? You don't think a house worth that much Mm -hmm. would have had a security system good enough to capture an image, any image, of anybody trying to break into Muleshoe's house? Please. Well, he made it sound like it was like suburban warfare going on, right? With the Black Escalade and the Contra rebels in the uh, Black Escalade and all these uh, terrorists trying to scale the walls of the Muleshoe Mansion and break in. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, it might have been a little bit weird with a Black Escalade, but a nice Black Escalade can be found in many gated communities around this country, I would think. Right? All right. Travis Davidson doesn't drive a black Escalade as far as maybe he was cruising around wondering where the uh, smokers were at that time. Who knows? All right, break time. And uh, we're here at Cavens Group on a Thursday. Love being out here. And we've got a ton of tax rolling in. Let's talk more OU Tulsa. We've got Cade McFarland joining us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline coming up at 135 next hour. Let's take a timeout right here. Come back, talk more Sooners with you guys and ladies right here on the home of Sooner fans. All right, welcome back here at Cavens Group on a Thursday. Great to have you along. Mike Steely, Parker Thune, and getting ready for the Sooners in Tulsa coming up Saturday, 2.30, Chapman Stadium, ESPN2 telecast, Sooners favored by 27 and a half. All right, Riverwind Casino, nearly 3,000 electronic games, brand new, newly renovated, Gaming floor looks outstanding. They've got a Skyloft gaming area now. They've got an Oasis gaming area now, smoke-free, and uh, the place looks incredible. They've got that new incredible video screen outdoors, which is fantastic. And uh, Riverwind has always been the best because they've had the best selection of electronic games and all your favorite table games. They've had the best bars and dining when you think of the River Buffet, Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant, the Seasons Food Court, which is also newly renovated and unbelievable. Uh, They've got an incredible hotel right there attached to the casino that if you've ever walked through there, man, that place is immaculate. It is really nice. 
great promotions, the 50K Harvest Winnings promotions uh, going on again till the end of this month. And, again, get out there on Saturday nights. Collect your share of $50,000 in cash and bonus play. Plus, we have a big-time concert at the Showplace Theater on Friday. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame group Chicago will be on the uh, Showplace Theater stage. We've had some great shows back at the Showplace Theater. It all started with Earth, Wind, and Fire. We had Collective Soul, Josh Turner, comedy shows from Gabriel Iglesias, Dwight Yoakam, Counting Crows, REO Speedwagon. And, again, that was just last Friday night. And uh, Hall of Famer Chicago on the Showplace Theater stage uh, coming up this Friday night. And we have a Beats and Bites show coming up in October, October 22nd. That'll be fun. The Gin Blossoms and Tonic on the uh, Coop Ale Works Beats and Bites stage. Tickets for that show, only 10 bucks. Kids under 12 get in free. Get your tickets for all these great shows at Riverwind.com or at the Casino Box Office. All right, uh, let's get back to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Cade McFarland next hour, previewing OU Tulsa, coming up at 135. Pastor Andy in BA says, Mule Shoe is Jim Carrey's character in Liar Liar. He can't stop. I guess so. I guess, you know, it's just a little bit uh, crazy. From the 405, this is actually 405 Icon sending this text. Maybe Mule Shoe was watching Ozark at the time. Every time you saw a black SUV in that show, someone died. <laughs> what a great show that was, by the way. Maybe Adam, it was Ruth driving by. Who knows? Adam from ATX down there in enemy territory has checked in on the text line to say, can't wait till some of the actual players sound off about what Mule Shoe said. Hopefully they deny what he said and make him look worse than he already looks. Yeah, look, uh, eventually all this stuff comes out, right, in the wash, and it's usually some tell-all book, and, you know, um, I, I just think, you know, we, we know some of the story now, and uh, I, I think one day down the road we'll know almost all the story. <laughs> Somebody said maybe it was Chief Saholic in the Black Escalade. (laughs) Mojo Eraser says, don't know many people who drive Escalades robbing people. Typically, it's the opposite way. Sam and Edmund says he couldn't call the cops because they would have taken him to jail for murdering that poor brisket. Maybe. Very good point. I mean, it sounds like, you know, they were storming his castle like they did uh, to Tony Montana and Scarface or something, right? I mean, it's just... Well, you know, people breaking in my house, you know, and the black Escalade. Uh, I don't know. It's just it. It he and Kevin Durant remind me. Look, and they both fan bases. The Thunder fans, you know, Kevin Durant. That was a that was the first big breakup, and that was their welcome to pro sports moment when Kevin Durant left, and you know, they felt horrible then. And, uh, you know, Durant's tried to explain it away. And sometimes, you know, maybe it's just better to say, instead of trying to make excuses, man, you know what? I just wanted to change. I wanted to go to, I wanted to, go to USC. Yeah, you okay. know what? Nobody has a problem with that. Nobody has a problem with that if that's all you say. And if you, and, you actually yeah, let your team and staff know, hey, I'm going to go to USC. Yeah, and Kevin Durant, you know, again, uh, uh, locked himself in his hotel room and uh, told his agent, man, you know, why did you make me do this at first? Because the back which he knew there was going to be some, 
But he was, uh, I think, taken back by how much vitriol and how much grief he was getting over that move. Uh, and I think uh, Muleshoe probably feels the same way, and they're trying to save face a little bit. Five-star Randy says, Muleshoe has become the Jussie Smollett of college football. A listener in the 580 <laughs> oh says, God. I hope they do a 30-for-30 30 30 and make him look like the a-hole he is. There's just something about the dude. I don't know. He. How would you describe him at like press conferences? Somewhat smug. Yes, yeah, I smug. Is, is that a proper smug word? Is one word. Reserved. What, like what? What word adequately encapsulates Mule Shoes' personality? Because it's very unique. I got a noodle on that. Beach Bum Sooner says, just the sound of his weaselly, nasally voice is enough to make me want to shove a pencil in my ear all the way down to the eraser. It is very weaselly. Yes, very weaselly. I agree. KW918 says, I seriously wish OU would one-up this clown and release their own untold story on Netflix where they yell the truth about this coward. Who would have thought, I mean, I know people were frustrated with, uh, you know, and think about the year before how close they were to losing a bunch more games, right, that uh, Lincoln's last year. And I know people were thinking, you know, they were they were frustrated with what was going on. You know, the, uh, the flash of the offense had worn off a little bit, and they wanted to see, again, particularly with the uh, SEC on the horizon, they were they were frustrated with him. But who would have ever thought uh, it would end up like this, where this guy who had some huge wins in his tenure at OU, no doubt, would end up basically being a, uh, you know, a guy that's never going to be welcomed back uh, in, in any way, shape, or form. Here's a 918 listener that said, the one word you're looking for to describe Mule Shoe's personality is cringe. Another 918 listener said haughty. I think that's a good one. Mule shoe is haughty. If I had to pick a word, it would probably be a word from that same vicinity. There you go. All right, that's a wrap for hour number one. We have Cade McFarland next hour. We've got a lot more of your text coming up. We're going to turn our attention to the Sooners and Tulsa. 2.30 Saturday, our pregame show, 10.30. Toby and Teddy from the booth at Chapman Stadium, Tyler and Travis from Chicken and the Wolf, and myself in studio. From 11.30 to 1.30, postgame for two hours after Oklahoma-Tulsa. Tyler and Travis from Chicken and the Wolf there in T-Town. All right, break time right here. Coming right back. Another hour to go. Keep it here on the ref. And as usual, we are talking to you. That's right. I'm talking to you. Parker's talking to you. We're talking to you for another hour. We're also going to be talking to Cade McFarland coming up at uh, 1.35 on the Riverwind Casino Hotline, previewing the Sooners in Tulsa, 2.30 kick, ESPN2, Oklahoma, a 27.5 point favorite of this matchup against the Golden Hurricane, TU 1-1. Victory over Arkansas Pine Bluff, loss in Seattle to Michael Penix Jr. in Washington last week. Sooners coming in 2-0, a, a route over Arkansas State, and uh, what was kind of a hard-fight game at SMU that they uh, opened up the game and won 28-11 over the Mustangs last week in Norman. Hey, Affordable Door Company 
The ultimate uh, door tune-up and maintenance package is available today for only $119. And the first 10 people to book this package get a signed Drake Stoops football. That number, 405-635-9499 is the number to call. They compromise on the price, but they do not compromise on the quality at Affordable Door Company. AffordableDoor.net is their place on the website, AffordableDoor.net. And, again, get the ultimate door tune-up and maintenance deal today for only $119 at Affordable Door Company. First in people to get this package, get assigned Drake Stoops football as well, 405 435-9499. That's 405-635-9499. Call them up now and uh, ask for the uh, $119 package on special. Okay, uh, let's hear from Jeff Lebby. Man, isn't it incredible, the uh, the Jeff Lebby situation? Boop, it's gone, forgotten. It's gone. Uh, Mule Sue took care of that, and I think we all kind of moved on after he made his statement on Monday. But uh, let's talk about the pseudo running game. Tommy Walker's been pretty impressive. Marcus Major, too. People are wondering, all right, when are you, when are you going to bring Javante Barnes and Gavin Sawchuck more into the mix? Because the run game has been pretty solid, although the offensive line, eh, last week, uh, not great, particularly one guard spot. You know that Bill Biedenboe is going to coach him up and they'll improve. That usually is the case with a Bill Biedenboe O-line, but could have been better last week. But the really explosive plays in the run game, I'm talking to super explosive plays, haven't really been there yet. And Jeff Levy did say the Sooners can be a lot more explosive in the run game. I think the biggest thing is our, our guys got to continue to strain to win one-on-ones. You know, we – we were just hot and cold. Uh, I, I think I said it after the game. We were a little too conservative at times. You know, probably should have thrown it around a little bit more um, to give our guys a little bit of air and, and give us a chance to make some plays on the perimeter. But we do. We just got to continue to to win one on ones, get guys in rhythm, uh, really bring along two and and twenty seven this week, uh, while continuing to to let Tawee get production and having Marcus as a as a big part of it. So. I do love the fact that we've got a stable. You know, we got four guys that we trust that we can count on, uh, but we do want to make more explosive plays in the run game for sure. What do you think? Uh, what do you envision uh, happening this weekend in terms of the uh, the breakdown of carries for the running backs against Tulsa? Yeah, I was actually having this conversation with a couple of colleagues earlier this morning, and my thought on it is this. If Jeff Lebby is committed to rolling with the hot hand, as he has reiterated on a couple of occasions, then Tawi Walker is the odds-on favorite to lead the charge out of the backfield because undeniably, objectively, that dude has the hot hand right now. Now, I also think that Gavin Sawchuck and Javante Barnes are going to be a larger portion of the equation this Saturday against Tulsa, and I think both can be true, right? I think it can be true that Tawi Walker leads the charge and also that Sawchuck and Barnes get more involved because those two combined for nine snaps last week. Tawi Walker carried the ball 20 times. I would say if he carries the ball 15 times this week, then 
with how many snaps offensively there are going to be for both Oklahoma and Tulsa in this football game, but especially the Sooners, that's going to provide plenty of opportunity for Sawchuck and Barnes to see a lot more action and see a lot more touches than they did a week ago. And obviously a lot more than they did in week one against Arkansas State when Sawchuck didn't even touch the field. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting, and, uh, you know, I think both those guys clearly have earned uh, their playing time. Tommy Walker's run tough and uh, has been good. Marcus Major uh, has had his moments as well, particularly in the fourth quarter against SMU last week, and if he can stay healthy, he's been able to do some good things. But I still think a lot of people are thinking, well, surely Barnes and Sawchuck are coming back and will get uh, most of the, the snaps at some point. We haven't seen it yet. I think it'll be very interesting. I think we'll get more of a true idea of who's really going to be playing, you know, the majority of the snaps when they go to uh, Cincinnati to start conference play. And look, I don't think uh, I don't think Tawie Walker, or Marcus Major, are going anywhere. But I do think maybe some more snaps for Barnes and Sawchuck certainly uh, are on the way. And the question is, are they on the way this week? I think you'll see – I do think you'll see more for those guys, but how much more, we'll have to wait and find out. All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Let's get back there. I just hear a <laughs> snicker. <laughs> Jesse G., this is a great text. Rumor is that Jeff Lebby sent Mule Shoe a nothing bunt cake for taking the heat off of him in the news cycle. Mule Shoe saw the Norman address on the package and called the LAPD to report a bomb. Facilities were vacated until the <laughs> LAPD showed up 24 hours later. Oh, man. What a weird dude. The, the whole thing. I mean, just like I said, I can remember being on the air when he was uh, there's the OC under Bob saying, hey, man. OU's got their guy when Bob leaves. If and when uh, when he leaves, Lincoln Riley, he's the man. He's prepared. He can do it. Uh, and uh, none of us expected that Bob was going to step down that soon. But uh, I don't know. Just uh, the whole relationship is uh, it just completely fell apart. Completely fell apart. And then it turned ugly. Let me ask you a question, Steely. And we'll shift the focus back to the game this weekend. Who is one player that you did not see a lot of last weekend that you would like to see more of this weekend? And for the sake of the discourse, I'm going to take the backfield off the table. Outside the backfield, since we just talked about them. One player you didn't see a ton of last week that you want to see more of this week. Well, we did see a lot of Peyton Bowen, so I can't answer that way because he played a lot of snaps. But I want to see even more for Peyton Bowen. But my answer would be Jaden Gibson or Nick Anderson, uh, you know, both of those guys, because I both think they look like pro receivers. They have those bodies, and they both had some success in the Arkansas State game. And then where where are they? Uh, you could say Jacquez Petaway because he was the leading uh, receiver for Oklahoma in terms of receptions against Arkansas State, but that was because Drake Stoops was out. But I know they love Petaway. Uh, they they really like him. He's going to be a really good player for Oklahoma. But I would say it would be those two guys, Nick Anderson and Jaden Gibson for me. How about you? I would agree with you. I would say, I mean, you know how big I am on Nick Anderson, so Nick Anderson would be my guy if I had to pick one. A couple listeners texted in to say Kobe McKenzie. 
which I think he only got two snaps last week, as hard as that is to believe. He made his presence felt on one of those snaps, came up with a big, emphatic stop. And, you know, so. Oh, I thought Kelby McKenzie. Okay, I, I was thinking Kip Lewis there for a minute. Kip Lewis needs more snaps, too. What did he have? Eight well, tackles, shoot. nine tackles on 20 snaps? It's a nice place to be right now if you're an Oklahoma fan, right? Fighting over which linebackers deserve more snaps. There are only so many snaps to go around, so somebody's going to end up on the short end of the stick any way you slice it. But the very. The very reality that you have four or five, even six linebackers right now for whom people are clamoring to get more snaps is a stark contrast to where that linebacker room was a year ago, isn't it? Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely no doubt. And, uh, again, Deshaun White had his moments. David Aguebu, you know, at times he had, he had a few moments uh, as well. But this linebacking group, uh, Danny Stutzman, I'm telling you, is playing out of his mind. Clearly, Walter Camp, National Defensive Player of the Week, but the SMU staff, in talking about, you know, they tried a lot of trickeration, a lot of different things, tried to really get creative, and, uh, you know, the SMU coaches are saying, yeah, the big problem was number 28 recognized everything we were doing and kept blowing it up. So they... (laughs) They were uh, praising Danny Stutzman without really trying to praise him, but I, I saw you know some of the post game because I saw uh, I can't remember the OC and, and obviously Rhett Lashley is heavily involved, but uh, and he was saying yeah we we tried a bunch tried to get creative as much as we could and do some different things, but you know we had a problem number twenty eight was everywhere we were trying to be, so Danny Stutzman is playing just incredible right now and like I said. He is the leader of that defense. There's no doubt. E Freaky from Illinois says, if we continue to lack the necessary size at left guard between Bird and Everett, I wouldn't mind seeing what Caleb Schaefer can do. Uh, that's I, I don't see much of a path for Caleb Schaefer to see the field in a starting role, barring injury from here on out, because once the season gets rolling and once you have a combination that you're content with up front, and Bill Biedenboe is a guy that – in general, has not been all that eager to make midseason changes on the offensive line. If, you, if he's got a recipe that he's confident in, he's probably not going to change it up midseason. So with the final game of non-conference play taking place this weekend, I would figure Caleb Schaefer's odds to see the field in a starting capacity in 2023 are pretty slim, especially given that Everett and not Schaefer was the one that came in in relief of Savion Bird last week against SMU. 712 Sooner says Gentry because that would mean he's healthy. Yeah, well, he's going to play. He's a captain, right? I mean, he told yep. T. Rowe, they said, well, I guess Gentry's good to go, right? He goes, oh, do you think I'd put him out there as a captain if he wasn't <laughs> good to go? So, yeah, he's supposed to be back. Uh, okay, here's an interesting question for you, Steely. Because a listener in the 918 says, uh, I want to see Jaden Gibson, but on the flip side, would like to see less of Jackson Arnold. Stop with the belldozer stuff. A lot of folks on the text line have been very critical of the way that the Sooners used Jackson Arnold in short yardage situations last week. Because obviously it's, in, in many folks' eyes, putting him in harm's way. And when that kid is the future of your program, the future face of your program at the very least, the last thing you want to do is see him succumb to a catastrophic injury. So thoughts on the usage of Jackson Arnold? 
Well, let's do this since we're up against a break. Uh, let's talk about that on the other side because that's going to take me more than 30 seconds. And I want to get your thoughts, obviously, on it as well. I know we will, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's curious. And again, maybe people would have a different reaction if they had gotten that, uh, that big fourth down, but they didn't. But we'll talk about that on the other side. We also have Cade McFarland on the way, 135 Riverwind Casino Hotline. By the way, hour number two presented by Oklahoma Generator, family-owned and operated, great customer service, great deal right now. Currently offering new customer discounts and a free 10-year warranty with new installations at okgen.com, or you can call them at 405-321-6631. Be right back on the home of Sooner fans. Back here at Cavens Group, great having you with us. Duke is fired up. Uh, actually, that's Simba, and uh, somebody's at the door because Simba is the guardian here. Guardian of your vision. You need to be thinking about, ladies and gentlemen, the new LASIK.com. If you're 40 or older and you're thinking about improving your vision, let me introduce you to the new LASIK, or as we like to call it, lens replacement. Lens replacement provides a permanent solution to your vision needs. And again, unlike LASIK, which often leaves patients needing reading glasses or adjusting to mono vision, lens replacement can eliminate your need for additional eyewear after surgery. All right? So the best part about the whole deal, with lens replacement, you will never require cataract surgery. Lens replacement the new LASIK, it's a major leap forward in vision correction. So if you're ready to see 2020, then check out the new LASIK available at thenewlasik.com. So there you go. Here at Cavens Group, uh, you know, 13 years in the business, incredible reputation here, the very best in emergency services, 24-7, 365 testing and investigation services. I have told you for a while now you should program these numbers or the number that benefits you the most, into your phone. In the Oklahoma City metro area, 405-573-3048. In Tulsa, 918-282-7612. And their 800 number, which has been around for a little over a month now, one eight hundred or just 800-500-4437, or online at Cavens. C-A-V-I-N-S, CavensGroup.com. Okay, uh, I don't know, Parker. I think uh, could Jackson Arnold get banged up in, in that situation? Yes. So, honestly, I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, I, what I'd like to see is Jackson Arnold, you know, be able to sling it more. Now, I don't know, again, uh, you know, if they're trying to set something up. I think they're just trying to get first downs, and it's worked until it didn't convert that fourth down, which is really close against SMU. Not a big fan of it, though. I would like to see Jackson Arnold uh, be able to throw the football some more. That's what I'm looking at. How about you? No, I hear you on that. And I also understand the apprehension with seeing the five-star freshman trot out there and take short-yardage snaps to try and move the chains because there is a higher risk of injury if you're just bucking the line that way and – you know, potentially having multiple 270, 280-pound bodies land on you beneath the pile. Yeah, I I understand why some folks don't love to see Jackson Arnold in that role. But I also think, A, what you must understand is that Arnold is a team guy. 
if that were something he wasn't comfortable with, trust me, they got other guys on the roster that could do that. But yeah. not only is he really good at it, he's also really competitive, wants the ball in his hands, no matter what capacity it's in, and is knowledgeable enough as far as his vision and tough enough as far as his willingness to run downhill that it makes sense to have that guy running a package like that where I kind of and I guess here's my standpoint on it if Jackson Arnold were to get injured and have to miss substantial time in all likelihood unless it is an absolutely catastrophic injury that is not impacting his availability next year in any capacity and also, if you're worried about what the Oklahoma football program sans Jackson Arnold looks like in 2023, well, that only really comes into play if Dylan Gabriel also gets hurt. So what are the odds, realistically, that your two top quarterbacks both get hurt at some point along the line? I think those odds are low enough that that's why Jeff Levy and the rest of the Sooner staff feels comfortable deploying Jackson Arnold for five, six snaps a game. Yeah, and, and I don't know. I mean, could they be setting up, you know, a potential like pop pass or something in that situation, Eventually, or you yeah. know, a longer, uh, longer throw? Because you know, we know the guy, as Brent says, can spin it. Uh, but I don't know. I guess it's uh, probably PTSD from seeing what happened with the backup quarterback situation last year, and you've got a viable, uh, more than capable backup quarterback in Jackson Arnold. And I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just uh, too leery of him getting uh, banged up in that situation. All right, 405-651-3439. Kenneth Meyer Chevrolet text line. Let's go there. To the text line we go here, and there are 359 unread texts right now on the text line, which just tells you. Good Lord! Uh-huh. It's been uh, popping off. Scary Gary says, ask Tulsa how their quarterback situation is going. I, that's fair. Again, Tulsa is probably one of very few teams nationally that has multiple quarterbacks banged up. Uh, Big Bad Wolf says, well, Parker, now that you asked that, I've got to knock on wood. From the 405, my opinion is we're getting JFA prepared for the moment when it's his time, the hits, the speed of the game, just small doses right now for the big things to come. Dan in Madison, Mississippi says, I love seeing Arnold, but if I have less than two yards to pick up, Heck, I'm direct snapping to Tawi Walker. That guy always falls forward. From the 580, I bet those same folks will love it when he hits stoops on a pop pass on fourth and two for a 30-yard touchdown. Yeah, you know, maybe that could uh, be something they, they've got in their playbook. I would It wouldn't surprise me one bit. So, uh, like I said, I'm probably a little bit overly uh, paranoid, shell-shocked from the Cotton Bowl from a year ago and TCU, but uh, the kid's tough, there's no doubt. He's he's, uh, he's he's kind of a little bit soft-spoken, maybe, but he's a tough kid, too, man. We saw what he did last year running the ball. Uh, Denton Geyer, he has uh, surprisingly good wheels, too. So, uh, you know, like I said, I just like seeing him throw the ball a little bit more. Zane says, we can't really afford to be conservative. We have to use the tools that we've got. If players get hurt, they get hurt. Greg from Lawton says, scared money don't make none. Can't operate trying to not get hurt. Just got to be okay with it. Injuries be darned. 
Uh, Joe in Tulsa says, Gabriel runs good enough that you don't need Arnold coming in to just run. I'm good with Arnold taking a whole series once or twice a game or when we're up a few scores. I didn't like the empty backfield both fourth downs. They knew he was running, and it takes the play action away. Andy Bass will be great next year with it. We have Hawkins and Arnold next year, so as a third string injury isn't as huge of a deal. There you go. All right, 405-651-3439. Steely, can you give the affordable route? Yes, I can do that. Hang on one second. Yeah, uh, they want to know because I think people also want this Drake Stoop signed football. Affordable door company has uh, got a special happening. You can get the ultimate door tune-up and maintenance today for only $119. And the first 10 people to book this package, the ultimate door tune-up, and maintenance package, get a signed Drake Stoops football, 405-635-9499. Again, that number, 405-635-9499. You can also check them out at affordabledoor.net, but if you want to get the door tune-up and maintenance package today for only $119, it's 405-635-9499. 94.99, and you also get the Drake Stoops signed football. So there you go. Uh, elsewhere on the text line, five star Randy says, "Is it true we're running the wishbone next year?" It's true. It's that's not true. Brad in Bartlesville says, and yes, this is true. Brad in Bartlesville, he said, wasn't Jackson and Dylan on the field at the same time on one play last week? Maybe something there. Yeah, they tried to run a trick play. And SMU was very alert to it and had it covered. And I don't know if the ball was supposed to go to Jackson Arnold and they had to check out of it because SMU recognized it. But basically, it was almost like that trick play that the Browns ran once upon a time with Johnny Manziel, where he's trotting off the field, uh, presumably to have a conversation with the coaching staff as Gabriel trots back in. But Arnold never made it all the way to the sideline. He just stood there on the line of scrimmage at the boundary and they had him effectively lined up at wide receiver. So I I don't know if they maybe had something in mind there if SMU hadn't responded to it as quickly and as effectively as they did. But, yeah, there's there's a world in which there might be a couple tricks up Jeff Lebby's sleeve later on down the line that involve two quarterbacks. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. All right, they were uh, they were Sean Hannity conservative uh, last weekend, <laughs> I think. Man, it was uh, – and then finally, though, when they were challenged in that fourth quarter, uh, they came through, man, looked like a different offense for sure. 28-11, the Sooners uh, were able to take care of SMU. But, again, it was 14-11 to in the fourth quarter, and then uh, Oklahoma uh, turned it up offensively and made some great defensive stops as well. All right, break time. We're here at Cavens Group. Love to be out here seeing Gary and the uh, crew every week. Uh, let's take a timeout right here, come back, head to the Riverwind Casino Hotline, preview Sooners Tulsa with the one and only Caden McFarland. Up next, right here on the ref. All right, here we go. Back with you at Cavens Group, and uh, tomorrow, tomorrow I will be at uh, River Creek in uh, it, out in Blanchard tomorrow uh, for the uh, Riverwind uh, Golf Tournament. So normally we're out at uh, Riverwind Casino, but that's where I will be tomorrow. All right, uh, Winter Creek. Did I say River Creek? It's Winter Creek that I'll be at. That place is unbelievable, by the way. 
uh, if you haven't been out there. All right, uh, Riverwind Casino Hotline, Cade McFarland, KJRHTV, Sports Director, joining us. And, uh, Caden, before we talk OU Tulsa, what were your thoughts on the uh, latest uh, issue and statements made by one mule shoe that got out yesterday? Yeah, yeah, that was fun, huh? Um, you know, I, I think for whatever reason, we saw Bob Stoops for a long time in, in that job, and almost 99% of the time I felt like when Bob was up there talking, he was thinking, he was speaking for a program, he was thinking of the program. Right, so sometimes you you pick your words carefully for that reason. Um, Lincoln might have used the word "we," but he was always when it comes to a carefully curated image. I mean, he was thinking of himself first, uh, and that continues. He's not the Lone Ranger in in that sense, and I think it's just for gratuitous reasons. Really, I, I nobody. Nobody needs to hear any of this from him at this point. Nationally, nobody holds it against him that he left OU. Like, for whatever reason he wanted to leave, it's justified in the eyes of almost everybody outside the state of Oklahoma. But for whatever reason, he feels the need to just let everybody continue to know, you know, this is exactly why this situation is better for me. And, uh, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe all that stuff happened. Certainly, you know, wouldn't condone any such thing, but it seems like at some point. And by the way, Brian Kelly, same boat, uh, keeps talking about Notre Dame. Both of them need to just just let it go, man. Like we we're we've all moved on, I think, right? With the exception of just a handful of people, the guy driving the Chevy Escalade, you know, through in his neighborhood back in the day. We've all moved on. Let it go. Move on. Move on, Mule Shoe. Okay, Caden. So. <laughs> As we turn our focus to the game this week between the Sooners and, of course, your Tulsa Golden Hurricane up there in green country, uh, you're going to have better insight than a lot of other reporters on the Golden Hurricane and truly what Tulsa can and will bring to the table because you're one of the few that uh, actually works the Tulsa beat up there. So uh, given what you've seen, what you know, everything that you've been able to take in about Kevin Wilson and his very first team, uh, on tenth and Harvard, it's tenth and Harvard, right? Eleventh, eleventh and Harvard. I'm one. I'm one block there. off. One block off. So, uh, given all that you know about Kevin Wilson and this Tulsa team, what should OU fans be expecting when they show up? No doubt in droves to Skelly Field. Yeah, you know, I just I think the timing is all wrong uh, for Kevin and the TU program with regard to this particular game uh if they were going to put any sort of scare into OU in this spot they needed to have Braylon Braxton be completely healthy play the first two games look really good and get the offense into a great rhythm they needed to be using his legs you know to run the ball and then also you know have the short passing game and and some of the deep stuff hitting and we just haven't seen any of that because Braylon was injured in the first quarter of the Pine Bluff game um, I guess he's been going through workouts to some extent, but I'd be a bit surprised, frankly, if he starts this ball game. I, I, I would err on the side of caution with him because as if TU plays its absolute best against OU, I still don't think they can win this Saturday. Which makes this game—it's it, a strange juxtaposition where this is the first sellout since 2009. It's a great opportunity, you know, for players, coaches, the university to showcase something, and yet every other game on your schedule, outside of this one in Washington, 
in my mind, matter more because they factor into, you know, if it's a conference game, your conference race, uh, and, you know, the rest of them getting to six wins and making a bowl game, which I think has got to be the ultimate goal. I mean, if that happens for TU fans, they got to feel like this, this program's heading in the right direction. So I've, I've said multiple times, probably with you guys as well, I think Kevin Wilson was a great hire. I love what I've seen from him in terms of instilling some discipline that wasn't quite there with Coach Montgomery. I think eventually he gets the offense going. I think he gets it going with this quarterback, Braylon Braxton. I think that if this game was played last year and Kevin, you know, had a healthy quarterback and, had, you know, was on equal footing versus Brent with regard to the amount of time he'd had to get things up and going, it, maybe they could put a scare into him. But I just – I have a very hard, te- hard time seeing where they have even a single advantage at any position, anywhere on the field. Uh, versus OU. I, the, the OU defense I've been impressed with. I came out of the spring thinking the defense would be better than the offense this year after two games. I still think that. I like the depth there. Uh, and offensively, I think they're going to be in a bad mood. You know, Jeff Levy's probably going to be in a bad mood for more reasons than one. You know, part of what they left on the field last week against SMU and then uh, everything else. Uh, that, was all, that was all Parker's doing, too, right? Um, so Parker's I, the I, instigator I, here. He is. I, I think the matchup's kind of just all wrong for TU. I, I, I'd love nothing more, not like I'm rooting for him, but I'd love nothing more than to see a, a competitive game, a game that's competitive for at least a while. But I just, at this point, have a very hard time imagining how that would come to be. So your take, uh, obviously you're impressed with the Sooner defense, and, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, I thought Oklahoma was pretty conservative, really conservative, actually, uh, last week offensively. But – what are your thoughts as you uh, peruse the Big 12 early? Clearly a big win for the Horns in Tuscaloosa last weekend. Where do you think – what What do you look at the pecking order like right now in the Big 12, and where does Oklahoma fit in there? Yeah, even before the season, I think I probably had Oklahoma too. Uh, maybe that's disrespectful to Kansas State, but I just – they recruit at such a level that it's, it's Texas and OU. If they play their best, if they handle their business – and do what they should. They should be at the top competing for this thing. Uh, Texas has probably pulled ahead further in my mind than than what I thought preseason. I mean, OU's had a had a very nice start. I've been impressed. And yet, I you know I just rewatched the the Texas Alabama game last night. And I how how many guys on this OU team would start for Texas right now? I, it, to me, it's it's a pretty low number. Um, now, OU's I I think good in a lot of spots. I don't know that they're great in very many spots, but I think they're good to really good in a lot of spots. And then, you know, that it's by now a cliche, but it, there's truth to it. There's competitive depth in that program. Now, it, it, it's good to see the, the numbers are back. There's good quality players at just about every position for OU. But if they're going to beat Texas in a few weeks, uh, they're going to have to play way over their – well, I, maybe that's too strong. They're going to have to play over their heads a bit. And I think Texas is going to have to play less than its best. I, that – that is a really good squad. Um, this is everything Texas fans could have possibly hoped for when they hired Steve Sarkeesian a few years. I wasn't sure he would get here, uh, but sure enough, he has. I mean, I, that, that's a good-looking squad. That, and Alabama may be less than I think, right? I mean, this is not vintage Alabama. But I'm just saying, looking at those guys moving around, just looking at the body types, position of position, like Texas looks like it's supposed to look. Uh, so they're one draw line and and i i like ou and then you know, several others uh you know kansas state we'll see some of these programs haven't been tested some like texas tech that's 0 and two i think will still be a factor and probably get somebody 
but OU's still number two for me. Uh, Caden, you think anything that we've seen so far, or just the overall vibe right now from down on the 40 acres in Austin, you, you get the sense that this is fool's gold at all? Because, I mean, let's be honest with ourselves here. There's been a lot of manufactured hype for Texas in the past, and this program has demonstrated an uncanny ability to self-sabotage. No question. For whatever reason, and I I don't even know exactly what to call this, other than to just, like, they manage to play below their talent level better than anybody out there, like you ever have for the last decade. And it, it feels like there's a sense of entitlement there. It feels like somehow that's a factor, like, they don't take certain opponents seriously, or for whatever reason, they have a very hard time summoning their very best week after week, uh, playing with any sort of consistency. You know, just like last year against Alabama, they outplayed those guys for the most part and then managed to lose some games in the Big 12 season that just left you scratching your head. So are they completely past that? I mean, I, no, I'm not going to stick my neck out and say for certain that they are. Uh, they've got to get through this three-month grind like everybody else does, and that has been a problem for them. That said, doing what they did last week, that's different, right? Like, we've seen them have their moments over the last decade in which they've mostly performed below expectations, but we've never seen them do that. We've never seen them go into a place like Tuscaloosa, beat a coach like Nick Saban. Uh, so it feels like this is different. It feels like they've finally turned a corner. Uh, will they manage to squander this in some way, shape, or form? Can the Sooners be the one to take advantage in a few weeks in Dallas? It's possible, uh, but I, I, I don't know. I, just, I wouldn't bet on it. I, that, that was a good-looking squad Saturday night. No doubt. Hey, Caden, always great talking to you. And uh, I, I know Parker will see you up in Tulsa. The old man doesn't travel because he's too old. But uh, always enjoy our conversations. We'll do it again soon. Thank you. Fellas, appreciate it. Parker, look forward to seeing you. Cade McFarland joining us on the uh, Riverwind Casino Hotline. Let's break right here. It's Thursday. Cavens Group, the very best of what they do, emergency services, investigative services, emergencies. Think Cavens. They are the best. We're coming right back here on the home of Sooner fans. Back with you here at Cavens Group, the one and only uh, disaster response group and the best in the business. They are awesome. Water, fire, mold, storm damage, crime scene, you name it. They can get it taken care of for you. Best reputation in the business. Gary and the crew out here, super down-to-earth professional people that uh, live in this community, and they give back to this community. And uh, emergency services 24-7. 365 days a year, testing and investigation services. You have an issue with mold, uh, water extraction, structural drying. Uh, you need that taken care of, care of, mold investigation and testing, structural fire and wildfire investigation, groundwater investigation, water intrusion investigation. It's Cavens Group in the Oklahoma City metro area, 405-573-3048 in Tulsa. 918-282-7612, and their 800 number now, 800-594-4437. That's 800-594-4437 online at cavensgroup.com, C-A-V-I-N-S, cavensgroup.com. All right, uh, we can get some more texts in before we get out of here and get locked in at the top of the hour. Let's do it. Uh, while we had Caden McFarland on, 
Trey Dissident chimed in to say, just tuned in. Who the hell is this guest? I can talk bad about OU because it's my team. I don't need this Texas homer telling us how great Texas is. Caden's a Notre Dame homer. But, look, you got to admit Texas looked pretty good. And you can say, well, Alabama's not quite Alabama this year, or Jalen Milrow or whatever. Look, if Sooner fans had gone into Tuscaloosa and done the same thing, they would be doing backflips, just like when they won uh, that game in Columbus a few years back, right? Um, we'll see if Texas can sustain that. There's no doubt. I mean, they've got some players on that roster. That's never been the Texas issue. But, you know, Ewers played well. I think Jatavion Sanders was a man. That guy's a that guy's an NFL player. And uh, we know Xavier Worthy and Jordan Whittington and the other receivers, uh, they're pretty good. But let's see if, if Texas – can sustain that kind of play. I still have questions, but you've got to give him props for uh, last Saturday night for sure. From a listener in California, I think OU has a better coaching staff in Texas and might use that edge to beat them this year. Texas is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite now at Caesars. Oki Tom here. Hello, Oki Tom. Why are you out in California? He's uh, he's uh, driving an Escalade around out there, uh, around the Musu Mansion, maybe. Who knows? Let's see what else we have on the text line. That seems like a heavily fortified castle he has now, though. <laughs> Somebody there. earlier said, I don't, with, I don't wish death or bodily harm upon Muleshoe, but I do hope the San Andreas Fault shifts and drops his house into the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> oh, man. From the yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, if you live no. in the Tulsa media market like I do, you can't watch local sports, period. Wow. What? 918 listener ha- has beef with the Tulsa television scene. Hmm. Mojo Eraser says, go back and look at the score in the fourth quarter early. Bama was up 16-13, I believe. Texas wasn't exactly running up and down the field yeah. on them. No, they weren't, but to Texas's credit, they did turn it on late. Slim Brady says, so is Steely saying Texas is going to the playoffs? Nope, I'm not saying that. I'm just, I'm still taking the wait-and-see approach, too. But, you know, like I said, uh, everybody thought, eh, lock it away, Alabama, including me. And Texas went in there, and they looked like the better team. Um, and, you know, it was a huge win for them. But, like I said, I've got to see... I've got to see how they respond and how they look after this because there are plenty of times when we've gotten, man, Texas looks pretty good. Yeah, that roster, maybe they're finally coming around, and then they, they lay an egg somewhere, right? And uh, they end up 7-5, and 8-4. and four. Now, I don't think this team will. I think they'll, uh, I don't know, what do you think, 9-3 and three for Texas at worst now, maybe, in that range? Eh, at worst? I don't know, man. Texas has – and I, I don't want to throw darts and try to peg Texas's record because they're one of the most unpredictable teams in college football. From a 405 listener, if you go back and rewatch the Texas-Alabama game, that game was a lot closer than people realize. Alabama missed a lot of easy opportunities in that game, just couldn't convert. Brad in Bartlesville adds, if OU went to Bama and won, the media would come up with all kinds of excuses for Bama – Sooner hate is real. Texas love is overboard. What? Am I misunderstanding that? Uh, you might be. Yeah. No. It, look. 
like I said, I don't care what happened, just Texas going in there and getting a win. And I know the pick six on uh, Milrow was big, and uh, but Texas, you know, they had to make some big plays down the stretch too. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's let the season play out. But there's no way you can't give uh, Texas some props for winning that game at uh, at Alabama. Jason OC asks, would KREF pay my bail if I slap Mule Shoe in the face? You'd have to ask the vineyards. Uh, it's possible. Maybe we could uh, we could we could ask them and find out. All right, I think we're uh, yeah, I think we're out of time. But great job on the text line again today. We're going to get locked in. I'm sure you'll be talking about Danny Okoye, Texas visitor or not. Doesn't look like it. Grant Bricks, Michael Boganowski, Devin Jordan still out there. Eddie Pierre, Louise still out there. Maybe something happens with Will Winery. All of that coming up during Locked In at the top of the hour. want to thank our friends here at Cavens Group and Riverwind Casino this Friday night, Showplace Theater, Chicago. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Band, Chicago, on the Showplace Theater stage. That's going to be unbelievable. And then you have uh, you know, a great chance to go out and win your share of uh, $50,000 in cash and bonus play in the Harvest Winning drawings this weekend. Always a great time at Riverwind. Never a dull time at Riverwind, and it's going to be another great weekend at Riverwind Casino coming up. Everybody have a great Thursday. We'll see ya.